Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. Buongiorno and welcome. Thank you very much for downloading our podcast. Ciao, buongiorno. Today is the 21st, uh, Monday afternoon, exactly noon right now, and um, we have a lot to talk about. Yep, let's just jump right on in. Uh, we're moving up in the podcast world, and we would like to uh, mention our sponsor, Stitcher. Now you can hear a podcast from Italy, La Tavola Marche, while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. On-demand news, talk and more on your mobile phone, the latest episode episode is always available to you, no syncing needed, and no memory or storage wasted. It's available on your iPhone, your Palm Pre, Android phones, or your BlackBerry. I would know nothing about any of those. <laughs> we know. have a phone that we hang in a tree because that's the only <laughs> signal we get. Downloading is easy, so go to Stitcher.com or check out your app store, Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Should I do a little radio voice? Yeah, well, thank you to Stitcher. This is awesome to now be part of their uh, umbrella and their radio stations. So go check us out on there and please support them as they support us. Yes, and there's lots of other great podcasts to find on there as well. Uh, let's recap to start off the State of the Union of La Tavola Marque at this point. All right. Today is Monday. We have guests coming on Saturday, Saturday morning. Uh-huh. Ha- I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Get the season started. We've got three ladies coming and a whole bunch of cooking classes. They'll be cooking for four days straight. And kitchen. Now there is a stove. There is an oven. There are tiles. There's a hood. Yep. The kitchen is back, baby. It looks good. It does. We're waiting for the silicone behind uh, behind the stove to dry. Yes, and I didn't know how... Uh... Oh, yeah. So tell me a little story <laughs> yesterday. Well, we take the time to really cut the... Uh, what is it called? The caulking good. Yeah. And we're... Oh, my God. It's like we have it all over us and all over this, the rags. And I'm using, like, this straight edge to really get it in. And we're wiping everything off. And looks we're great. It. it looks great. And I'm like, I'm going to wash my hands. And I get water all over. <laughs> so Ashley drowns the brand new, fresh, just put down five minutes ago caulk in water by washing your hands would be cool, but spraying water everywhere <laughs> as you wash them. I didn't even mean to. And all of a sudden it just comes melting down. And the three spots where it looks the worst are exactly where I washed my hands. So brava. To Ashley. But not oh a big deal. God. We'll fix it. Just kind of ironic. Yes. Uh, what else? Um, we have basically, uh, we're, we're doing good. We're going to start like doing the hardcore clean for the house this week. Mm-hmm. Um, all, most of the pictures are up. All the, the paintings done pretty much. Yeah. So we'll put a, we'll take a picture of one. We took a picture a week ago and put it on our blog uh-huh. and we'll take one today and you'll see the difference. We're ready to go. But the air is changed outside. It was so nice and warm, that warm air from the south uh, last week. And this week it's chilly. It's chilly. But oh they, they call for sun for the second half of the week. I know. We'll you said Thursday or Friday. It's supposed to be like in the 70s or 80s. Mm, 70s. I want to get some violets and put them all around the front door. I think that'll be nice. But the uh, first, um, kind of the first signs of spring here are coming. We saw... Um, our neighbors, Lana, and her mother. Do you know what her mother's name I is? I don't. And then her mom's mom. So it was like three generations of this family from Piobico. We're driving up the hill to go to Gaji's house. And uh, 
we see them in the field and it's just beautiful. They, there was actually four or five of them all together and they're just out there picking wild lettuces. So in the field there was wild, wild radicchio and herbe di campo, which is just uh, lettuce of the field. She said that the radicchio had been sold there like years ago or something. Well, I, well, yeah, but... Ten years ago or fifteen years know. ago, so I would call it. I would call it wild. I know. Well, she was like, "Well, you won't find it everywhere." And so you, they had the purple radicchio. Yep. And then they had a greenish, like a dark greenish, spiky looking. It would look like a weed mm-hmm. to you or I. Yeah. And like, they, and if it was in your front yard, you would pull it out to destroy it. Um, and they were picking those. Also, the nettle is coming. Um, the stinging nettles, you tuck when they're nice and small and tender and young, you clip the tops of them and then you boil it and you can use it, you can eat it as greens or you could put it in uh, ravioli. Uh, 3G, which we've talked about, is another wild, um, wild, hard lettuce of... Well, you say you know, hard, but it feels so soft. Hard meaning tough. Oh, because it's not like the dandelion green that... No, 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 this is like... T- yeah, the Strigi's softer, but the, the Herbe di Campo and the uh, nettle, you definitely have to boil first. And uh, actually, along those notes, other exciting news is for the April 2011 issue of Taste Italian Magazine, we'll start our new column. So each month we will be contributing to the magazine two or three recipes and updates for the garden. It's a really nice spread, and it's called um, uh, From the Field to Field to Fork. And it's a great... So check it out. Let us know what you guys think. But in the first issue, we talk about uh, 3G and uh, making frittata with it. So it's a good one. Yes. Um, coming into the... Uh, we started to see artichokes this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I saw wild asparagus at the Fresca Fruta in Piovico. I know. I don't know where... There is wild asparagus in here. We don't know... What it looks like? Does it just have the little shoots of asparagus? No, it's like, oh God, you told us there's like other stuff around it, and you have to find that thing in the middle. He said, but he said it's such a pain. He said, <laughs> to get a big bunch, what a pain. You would have to walk for, for hours and hours. <laughs> just go to the store. Go to the store. <laughs> or but, have someone else get it for you. But um, the wild asparagus is very, very dark green and very thin. Tiny. And not straight. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, and by zigzag. tiny, I mean skinny, skinny, skinny. Skinny, yeah. Like a pencil, pencil mm-hmm. or smaller. Uh, what else is going on? Yes, we went to the hardware store and to order some more chickens for this year. And oh, to the hardware store, you might be asking to order chickens. Yes, well, in Italy, not only do you buy nails, uh, chickens, and hard grain, uh, pure grain alcohol at the hardware store, <laughs> it's a one shop stop. So we go in to see Rossi. And, of course, why he always wants to sell you stuff, Jay. He constantly tries to sell me things. So we go in and ask him about the chickens and something else, like a piece for the door. And he's like, oh, as soon as he sees Jason, I'm going to barbecue for you. He wants to sell me a barbecue made out of stainless steel that's a half an inch thick for life, he tells me, for life. No, and then he goes for for two lives. Two lives. (laughs) And and, um, the guy who makes it is an artisan and is beautiful. And I'm sure it is a beautiful He goes, you do not have to agree. Just go and look. Because once you look, you will love it. And it is so big. We're like, okay, 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 Rossi. We need um, some chickens. I just need some chickens and some nails. (laughs) And then he said, what about a turkey? And we're like, oh, maybe a turkey would be fun. And then we could have it for Thanksgiving. And he's getting some other pieces that we need. By the end of the time we walk out of there, he's like, you need three turkeys and the barbecue for life. And you can never leave that store. No, it's a store. I know. I love it. So when do you think the chickens will arrive? 
Um, probably, I would say mid-April. When How many are we going to order? How many did we We order? have six right now. I'm going to kill the rooster, so we need another two roosters and another... I want 18 chickens. And are we going to get a turkey or no? I don't know. It's going to take up a lot of space. I know, but they're funny. And they look really, really funny. <laughs> they're funny and they're funny. But Aren't, the, Don't you think there's enough... Going on? Going on. <laughs> enough so. poop to clean up? Yes, this is true. So we leave our chickens free to roam around everywhere. People really love it, and it kind of... It sets the scene. Um, it does nice. set the scene. But the Log, only thing foghorn, is... Foghorn, leghorn, foghorn is a uh, root crone in the back the, right now. The only thing is they love to poop on the stone in the walkways, which is... So I'm constantly... Constantly sleeping. cleaning it up, sleeping it oh, up. Oh, but sometimes they like to wander into the kitchen, dining room, or our place, <laughs> and you come in and you're like, what are you doing here? Get out! And they're just like, what? <laughs> um, we were also going to talk about what happened for the uh, 150th anniversary of Italy. We said we were going to talk about that this week. Oh, sure. What podcast. did you want to talk about? Nothing really happened. <laughs> um, we were looking forward to seeing what was going to go on around here, and... Everyone was pretty lackadaisical about the whole thing. I was. Urbania had some really nice. They had the whole town was lined in flags. Yes, which was gorgeous. Most people had flags out. Which and was the main kind of thing that was going on, I asked the woman at the Electro Casa, "Oh, what's going on in Urbania?" And she said, "Oh, I'm from Sant'Angelo. I wouldn't know. Sant'Angelo is five minutes down the road." And I said, "Well, what's going on in Sant'Angelo?" And she said, "I think the band is playing." I said, "I think that's what's happening in Pio Bacco too." So it sounded like. For 150 years, most little towns celebrated with the local band, kind of uh, playing some national tunes. Oh, well, that was the other thing. In Conad, in... Oh, at the grocery store, they were giving out CDs of all the national songs of Uh Italy, which was great because we were... I don't really know. I didn't know any of them. And our neighbors were like, of course you should know. You know these, of course. And I thought, no, I have no clue. Um... Which was good, so we'll have to play them. They're very um, marching bandish. Yes, it's nice. Well, not marching band, but like march off to war feel. Yes, lots of um, boombas. Mm-hmm. So that was it. Um, so nothing really to report. I know in Rome they did a big thing, but no one really talked about it or was that into it, really. The three or four people I asked about it were just like, I don't know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's a day off. So kind of disappointing. Um, but coming back to that, Ashley has another funny story. Yes, well, thinking of 150 years of a celebration, or an anniversary, if you will, uh, it, this year will mark the 37th or 35th, what is it, 35th? 35th. 35th anniversary, uh, wedding anniversary for Gaggi and Rosanna. And we thought that it would be really nice to, um, host a party, or help them plan a party, or whatnot. We'll do it, do, plan the party. Yeah, like do a surprise family. party, or something with their family. So I was talking to one of the nieces, Beatrice, and, okay, I would say, I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> we're celebrating their anniversario and anniversario, anniversario. Yes, oh, their anniversario. What are we gonna do? And she's like, anniversario, anniversario. And I kept thinking, all I could think about was an old Saturday Night Live skit with the host Christy Alley, and it's got like Adam Sandler, Kevin Nealon, all those guys. Oh, Rob they, Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> it's, in, it's set in the Italian Dana restaurant. Carvey. It's set in the Italian restaurant. And then, they, what are you doing for a special kind of occasion? And it was an aisle. And it was an aisle. And everyone comes out and they're kissing her. having this conversation here in Italy talking to a true Italian, I keep thinking, 
she's saying it wrong. Or I can't get it through my damn head to say it the right way because all I can think about is... So you're saying it, you're saying it how they said it on the sketch, which is anniversario, anniversario, and it's real, and it's really anniversario, anniversario. So it could be after the fourth time she corrected you, <laughs> she kind of looked at you like, what? what I just, I, I couldn't get it out. I was all tongue tied, and then when I was talking to someone else, I kept thinking before I'd open my mouth, going, okay, I want to have this conversation about their anniversary. I know I'm going to say it wrong, and then I would stumble through it, or I would. Halfway say it so she could finish anniversario, or say it both ways, but it is spelled exactly the same, obviously, but it just shows you the power of pronunciation and how wrong I could be because same word to me sounded totally wrong to them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because I was wrong. Um... Next, I wanted to talk about, we were going to go back and uh, through suggestions of yours, we were going to take a little part of our story or something interesting that we learned on our move to Italy uh, within the last four years that really can help other people. And I think this is the one we have for today. We're going to title, Don't Trust the Tom Tom. Don't Trust the Tom Tom. And why is that, Jason? Isn't a Tom Tom a totally correct Instrumental uh, global positioning device to help you find your way. Marked by three satellites, which will which will triangulate your exact position. Exactly, and why why would it not tell you the right way? So when we arrived here, we got a we we couldn't buy a car or own a car because we weren't legal residents yet. You must be a legal resident to own a car in Italy. So what we did is uh, through auto. Your, this is actually a really good, yeah. really good. If you're going to spend any more than more than two weeks in Italy and you need a car, you can do what's called a lease buyback program, and basically. You you're leasing or buying a brand new car and then selling it back to them after the terms that you agreed upon. So we were the most you can take it is six months and the least you can take it, I think, is two weeks. So say the car is 25,000 euro. Um, they're going to buy it back from you after six months for 23,000 euros. So you pay the 2,000 euro difference. And uh, it comes with brand, brand spanking, spanking new. new. Um, we got a brand new Peugeot little kind of mini van thing. And uh, it came with it was seven. The partner, partner. It was the Peugeot partner. And it came with seven kilometers on it. And it was brand spanking, uh, like new. Take the uh, plastic, plastic off the, off seat. the seats new. Uh, fully insured, as many kilometers as you want. It's really a great. Program if you're you can do drive it. it over the borders. Drive it wherever you want. If you break it, you just have to bring them back the pieces, and they'll send you out a new car. So go to Auto Europe, and if if anyone's interested in that, check it out. Um, I, I thought it was a great. The only catch is you only can pick it up from Milan, Milan or Rome airports. And you have to return it to those two airports. but And I think you have to have just arrived in Italy. Yeah, you can't be an EU resident. No. And, um, for non-EU residents It's for only. non-EU residents only. It's called a lease buyback or a lease buyback from Auto Europe. Mm-hmm. Other companies probably do it too. But and back to the GPS. Back to the GPS. So, <laughs> uh, in the States, we bought a brand new GPS. Garmin, Garmin like sweet, GPS. top of the line. We're not getting lost in this one. And country. the reason why we call it a TomTom is because that's what everyone... Com- TomTom is another brand of GPS and... You don't call it a GPS here. You call it a tom-tom. 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 So um, we had our tom-tom because we had no idea where we're going. And we had a Michelin map. The Michelin, uh, it's a spiral-bound uh, touring guide. The best map you buy for driving in Italy. It's a spiral book. And it, it's really great. It's like the Thomas Guide of Italy. And um, 
we have that too, but we have the TomTom, so why even worry about it? Mm -hmm. Just plug in your address and go. Well, around here it's a little bit different because there's so many small little roads that go through the hills and they might be a more direct route or a faster route, but... Or a paved road versus a a white white road road or a... But the TomTom doesn't know this, so the TomTom is either going to take you on the shortest route or the fastest route, not the best route. So um, we were staying in a um, in Sasser Corvaro at our uh, commercialista Fabio's house because Cacamone, where we live, was uh, frozen over. There was no water. Um, the pipes had frozen. It was a, it was a mess when we got. This here. was our first nights here. Yeah. Um, so we're staying at Fabio's, and he invites us to a Christmas Eve party at his friend's house on the coast in near Fano. Um, which, in Pesaro. Was it Pesaro? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Pesaro. Not too far at all. So Now, um, on this note, <laughs> the, uh, miscommunication on my part, I understood him to say we were invited to spend the night. I no, thought, he said you were invited to stay. You were invited to stay. We have room for you to stay. But I thought he meant stay the night. So I was like, I guess we back up, change the clothes, guys. This must be a really big house we're going to. This will be great. So thankfully, on a side note, we had extra clothes in the car thinking we were spending the night somewhere. But to continue that story, when we yes. showed up with bags in our hands, he wanted. It was kind of. What are you guys? What are you doing? I found my pillow. <laughs> anyway, so we're all dressed up to go to this. You know, our first party in Italy, our yes. first Italian party. We're dressed up. It's Christmas Eve, and we plug the address into the TomTom, calculating, no problem. <gasps> All right, go out, make a right, make a left. Soon the... Bocca Trabario. Yeah, Bocca Trabario. Horrible as Soon as we know it, we're going from a paved road to a white road. But it's like, okay, keep to, following to her. To keep I following. She said we're going the right way to no road. All of a sudden... All of a sudden, the no road turns into mud, like a great, a downhill grade of... It's a tractor road. Yeah, cow tractor road. That I put the brakes and we slide down the we hill. Seize the brakes. See, first they like lock. The, they lock, and we slide down this dirt <laughs> mud. It was mud. It was in winter hill into the middle of nowhere. Oh my god! Thank God there was a full moon. No lights. Anyway, <laughs> we could. We we had a cell phone, but there was no reception, so we couldn't even call Fabio. They were scared to death. Where the hell are the the American boys? <laughs> and. and so Jason is has an idea. Okay, let's use the chains that we have for snow to put on the tires because we're not getting any grip to get up. And this we have hill. nothing. And we have nothing. Megan and I are in like high heels. By the way, kid from California, never have put chains on a car before <laughs> in my life. Now I'm doing it in the dark with like four inches mud. of mud. <laughs> we're in a nice thing. Oh my god, with just the moon. So, um, so you get the get the chains on. Um, tell one of the girls to get in the front seat and oh, but gun the engine. But however, <laughs> actually, Megan can't drive sticks. <laughs> like I don't know what. So they is. have to try to push the car. So it's me and Megan pushing the car and Jason inside trying to uh, rev it up. Uh, yeah. So I, we we start off nice and slow. I try to, and then as I'm going up the hill, I gun the engine. It's working. The chains are working. Megan and I are slight. Look, first of all, we have changed our clothes into like uh, tennis shoes and stuff. Thank God, we thought we were spending the night, <laughs> and we, we're because we're just covered now in mud. So we get it how far up the hill? Halfway up the hill or something, and the chain starts slipping off. But I can't stop, and it starts just smacking the inside of the wheel wells <laughs> really hard because. I have to really gun it to keep the momentum going, and it 
smacks somehow smacks the brakes, gets caught up in the uh, axle, and breaks the and, ABS and whips off into and the whips night. off into the night. I have no idea where it went, but we got up to the top of the hill, so that's totally cool. However, it didn't stop there because Jason needed to go find the chains. <laughs> I just, so spent, so, I just spent 50 bucks on those. So, that then we went back the next day to look for them again. We never found them. I, oh, but also when we were stuck in the car thinking, we might be spending the night here because this took like two plus hours. Yes, it was not, it was not a This wasn't like thing. a 20 minute like, oh, we're just going to push this up the hill. Megan and I think, well, what if we keep going down this mud road or we can push the car down the hill farther and maybe this end, maybe this road really turns into a road. Wrong. <laughs> there's just a, there's just a cow gate, like totally, completely closed. There but, was no. But the whole through. time she's telling us we're going the right way. Oh, continue. Continue, continue. 1.2 kilometers. Um, so we get up, we get back to Fabio's, uh, to the place we're staying, Fabio's um, country house, and we change clothes and hose down and show up to that to the party at like midnight. I know. Twelve thirty. They were like, "Where were? Where you were you guys?" <laughs> well. Don't trust the tongue, tongue. So the moral of the story about uh, of this story is uh, navigate in Italy. Use the t- if you do have a GPS, use it as a got as a you know an aid, not as the gospel. Because especially in you know in a city like Rome or Milan, putting in your address and going is no problem. But out here in the countryside, where the fastest or shortest way is not necessarily the best way at no. all. Follow the road signs. Follow the map. Most, um, the, I always tell people the best way to do it is work backwards. So look at the town you want to go to and then start from where you are looking at the, the bigger towns because you're going to find them um, signs for Fossimbrone, Fermignon, like along the way to get to Urbino. You're not going to see, uh, you'll, you no one uses the numbers of the roads no. to navigate. So SS 157. means you, nothing. No. It's like, what? It, it's like, you know, you take the road from Pio de Co to Aquilano or the road from, you know, uh, from, uh, a uh, Like, for example, tell us in that way, from Florence, how do you get to our house? So from Florence, I would take the road to Arezzo. You can't mm-hmm. miss it. Then from Arezzo, you take the road to Citta di Castello. From Citta di Castello, you follow the signs for the road to Apecchio. Apecchio, you keep going straight to Piobico, and then you take the sign for the road to Urbania. Exactly. And that's how, that's how, that's how an Italian it. would tell you to take it. They would never say, oh, you take um, BIS 156. To, and at the second roundabout. No, 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 no. You take the road four. And usually there's blue signs indicating they'll see a big line of them like on a post and they'll have the next six or eight cities that that towns that that road will take you through. And just remember that there's more than one road to that road or to that town. For instance, you can take from our house, you can from Urbania to Urbino, you can take the straight road, which is through uh, Fermignano to Urbino, and that's uh, probably Six, 10 kilometers yeah. more than the road through the hills to Urbino, which is very curvy and beautiful, but it's, it's not fast. It's, it's not any faster. It, it's, it can be if you know how to drive it. And it can be fun, too. Or you can get the spinnies and feel totally sick. Backseat passengers, beware. Um, so just remember that when navigating through Italy, it's not hard at all, but you just have to... And if you get if the road starts looking like uh, you shouldn't be on it, you probably shouldn't. Correct. We have, also without TomToms, gotten stuck on many roads, thinking you're taking a shortcut. Out in the countryside, do not... 
attempt shortcuts. <laughs> I repeat, I've gotten us stuck in city walls where cars were not supposed to go <coughs> and straight, scraped uh, the size of our cars with the stone pedestrian walls that we've driven through. Um, <laughs> we had guests get stuck over by Piobico, um up on some hilltop because they were driving Oh, a lot of people up. do that. A lot of people from Cali to our house will take the mount, the road over Mount Nerone because that's what the TomTom tells them to. Mm-hmm. So just be careful. Find an Italian. And if these things happen, if your car gets stuck somewhere, just go look for an Italian. They, they will, will help, help you. you. <laughs> they will, they'll get a tractor. You'll be shocked at how fast a tractor will come or, you know, someone. People definitely will help you, especially out here in the countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, and if nothing else, you can just hold up a map and say Piobico. Or mm. Obanya and, and someone will figure out where you need to go. I always think it's funny because guests come in and they're like, well, um, Sarah told us to go this way. Or she said this. And I'm like, who is Sarah? And they're like, oh, the TomTom. We named her. <laughs> like, people always end up naming it. But never the more. And what is the most annoying thing? Recalculating. Recalculating. And you're like, if you recalculate one more time, I'm going to throw the sticky thing out the window. Recalculating. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Definitely. Uh, we're going to move on now to the word of the week. Yes. Why don't you say the phrase that pays? The phrase that pays. This is one of my absolute favorites. Gaji likes to say it to me. <laughs> Even, go ahead. Non si può avere la bottiglia piena e la moglie umbriaca. He says also, or the botte. Well, and botte is dialect for bottle. Mm-hmm. So you cannot have a bottle full and a drunk wife. <laughs> You can have one or the other. It's you can't have you can have your you can't have your cake and eat it too. Say it one more time. Uh, non si può avere un bottiglia piena. Non si può avere la piena e la umbriaca. Yes, that's a great one. I think we've already done this. On I don't podcast. think so, but I like my video. We, we so had, he likes to say we that had one. a hot debate about this before, and I almost was going to go through all the podcasts, but I think we we've already talked about this one. If we have, call us on it. D- definitely. Do you want to do one more? Because we have one more. All right. What's the one that you already... wanted to do? Uh, had, um, this is a good one. Olio di gomite. Elbow grease. I like it. Uso un po' di olio di gomite. Gomiti, I'm Gomiti. sorry. Gomiti. So use a little elbow grease. Oh, I've been using it, man. i got to go back up and... Keep cleaning. All right, back to work for us. Um, throw. Uh, you can find us on latavlamarque.com, latavlamarque.blogspot.com, Twitter at latavlamarque, Facebook at latavlamarque. So Facebook. So Facebook. And how do you spell latavlamarque? L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And also, if you go onto iTunes and you guys can continue to please leave comments or ratings for us, it really helps us uh, move up the the unknown iTunes scale of however they <laughs> decide to rate podcasts, which I don't understand. Neither do I. I was going on there. People who are ranked way higher than us haven't put, released a podcast since like 2007 and only had like three or four. So who knows? Don't, but be, you, don't be a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm loving Stitcher. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but so please go and leave us a, um, a rating or a uh, comment if you wish. And please send it's us. It's fun to read it from you guys too. It is. And please send any questions, comments, or suggestions you have for the podcast to. Info at latavlamarque.com. Thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful week. And we will talk to you middle of the next one. Alla prossima. Ciao. Ciao.
Sentire Media. Hey podcast producers and show hosts, do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.